podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yo, starting on these hoes. Yo, fly flashy, starting on these hoes. And the economics of dating. So firstly, introduce yourself. You are... Hello all, I am Kumi Daniel. I am an author, thank the Lord. <laughs> it was a long time coming. But I have published my first book in March. It's called Phases and it's about a breakup. Um, so yes, check it out because it'll be a lot of debate that men and women already have about, are we paranoid? You know, can men do more to make us feel better? Insecurity. <laughs> Obviously, I being logical is like, no, no, no. But yeah, check it out. It's an amazing read. And I love the feedback that I'm getting. So yes. And Michael, I also, Michael, where can you find your book? You can find my book on Amazon. So Amazon UK or Amazon.com and coming to stores near you very shortly. Okay, okay. Alright. You have to get the plug up first. Okay. <laughs> so we spoke <laughs> I about didn't your even book. Request that. So uh, me and you and our good friend um it would have been good to have Ife here. Yeah, would have been. Anyway, it's where it is. Okay. Um we always speak about um how we are portrayed in the workplace, so I'm sure quite a few people can relate to this, uh, being an ethnic minority or being a woman in a workplace, you're kind of you're subjects to let's say, different <laughs> different treatment. But obviously, us being both um, Nigerian and black... I, I'm trying to stop saying black, or rather say African or Caribbean. But that's a story for another day. But um, <laughs> give me your, like, accounts of, like, how you've been treated as a black woman and how other co-workers have been treated as a black woman and how it's different at times from any other um, demographic. Well... I can't speak for the demographics, um, obviously, because I'm not them, but it's quite frustrating. I've just gotten into the Receipts podcast, actually, and this week they were talking about that in the workplace as well. And the most annoying thing whenever you hear about it is that you roll your eyes because you have your own story. And I have been in the workplace, in the corporate environment for a very long time now, and it's all the same shit, different toilets. So last week I work... Um, in an energy company and I work as a receptionist. So I had cover and a girl came to cover with me. We both have short hair and we're both black, but I shit you not, the similarities end there. And whenever I was away from the desk, people would come and ask her about a courier she had sent the day before when she wasn't actually here and that was her first day. And when we were together, they would ask us if we were related. I think that day we both rolled our eyes so hard. Like, I went home and I had to lie down in a dark room. And that's the least of what I've experienced. I am the nicest person, like, if even though I say so myself. Like, I banter, I get along with anyone, and I can talk to anyone. But if I am just being quiet or just people are being bitchy towards me and I decide to retaliate by not even talking to them, so not even going at them, just not talking, then I get hauled in an office for being aggressive which is insane. So to know that that's the often rolled out trope about black women, to hear it, it's just like, could you not just try something else? You, they're not 
even scared of like coming across as un-PC and I'm not aggressive at all but yeah it's, it's aggressive I don't want to go out with them because to be honest I don't care about what you did on the boy on the weekend with your boyfriend don't care about where you go don't care about where you live sorry you know I, I just couldn't care less but because I don't want to go drinking with them or eating with them after work then it's like you don't want to get involved and you know you're very anti-social and actually I'm fucking not I just don't want to go out and get wasted with you guys um <laughs> but yeah me and this girl last week were complaining about the same things and she actually had a disciplinary because she refused to go out at all and she'd be telling people all she did on the weekends was sleep and leaving her Instagram open so they could see her partying so they felt offended when it's none of their business and everybody you meet or speak to has a similar story and we're just really fed up well I am let me not speak for everyone but you know I'm sort of going on to another role and I just know it's going to be the same shit elsewhere and you know when does it end? You know, I just have so many stories like that, but that's just the most recent because, yeah. That's actually insane that you could be calling for disciplinary because you don't want to have um, drinks after work. That's nothing to do with your job remit. Literally. Like, like, it's not like, okay, we had drinks of a client and we need you to come and you just refuse. It was like just team builder drinks, which you didn't want to take part in. You don't get paid for it. Yeah. You don't don't even know what people... people's um, responsibilities and commitments are outside of work you don't know if people are like socially awkward but like yeah you feel like you do get penalized for. i mean sometimes i want to go home and watch paint and dry (laughs) you know sorry that i'm allowed to do that you know i don't have to come and chat shit with you for two hours watch you get wasted because the stories when they come back the next day as well i'm not on it (laughs) i should be allowed to not have to go but one time my manager hauled me into a room and was saying that i'm not living the company's values of collaboration I said to her I'm very very sorry I don't think the CEO was thinking of me coming to get pissed up when he said collaboration it's if <laughs> you can't scan maybe I'll say do you know what I don't mind scanning not all you know collaborate to go get fucking wasted <laughs> I these uh, it's like honestly it, it's it's just it's it's infuriating and to just go to each new place to think you have a fresh start and it's the same thing same thing everywhere oh. I find it um uh, when when I look at the differences between how African and Caribbean men are treated from the women, I think like there's still that element of fear factor with right. men in society. Mm. So we still get like treated a certain way. Like if I'm more assertive about something, or mm. if I start to give my opinions, they kind of automatically fear me, and they'll like, you know, look at me certain ways. Mm. But I think with the women, it's like more like flagrant, like. That they don't even like I've seen it with my own two eyes. I remember I was in one place, there's a woman who's a manager. Mm. So she was a manager of this of this one team. And when I first got there, like my first day, I was sitting on a table for like three other women. It's a massive team. Mm. Um I think one was like, I don't know where one, maybe British, Greek or something. And the other three were Asian women. They're like, oh yeah, oh she's so mean, she's such a rude bastard. Mm. So I think you're rah, this woman's a pagan, this woman's off, so I've got to be on my guard with this woman. Then, I was there for a few months. I was speaking to her. First of all, this woman is extremely polite, Mm -hmm. extremely intelligent. So I think that's what it was. Like, she was intelligent, she was Mm -hmm. a good boss, and they didn't like that. So any any sort of assertiveness or her asking any question about your role or if you've done something or if there's been a mistake, which is your job as as a manager, was greeted with kind of, like, disgust. So, folks, I remember one time, so... The Spanish, so like a Spanish office, they messed up some, they messed up some forecasting. So and the data they got from the forecasting was given by somebody on that team. Like what me, I wasn't there before. I'm in, I'm in the Chelsea. So 
So she's come across now. She's come off the court. So she's on her way to go get a coffee. So she comes to the table. She, and this is her exact words. Oh, good afternoon, ladies. And I just got off the phone with XYZ. And the forecasting were messed up. So I just want to make sure... Does anybody know anything about it? Did anybody who was it who gave them the data so we can just get ahead of it type of thing? And they're like, oh no, no, it wasn't us, it wasn't that. Oh, okay, oh, okay, that's that's cool. And she went about her business. And I was just like, see, that's what I mean. Like, why would you say that? And I was thinking, bro, it's her job. It's her job. And when I knew, and then the reason, okay, some people might say, oh, it might just be a race thing, but this is why I think it is a race thing and a woman thing as well. Her own boss is just some cheeky Essex lad who's probably half her age as well mm. and a lot younger than most people on the team. He's at my age and quite a lot of the people on the team are a bit older. Like, they have kids and that. Like, big, big kids that go uni, you get me? So, they were more than happy to take instructions, be told what to do from him. Calmly. Mm. But when it was her, I went with, like, an instruction and I saw so many different times when mm. people questioned her authority. And the widest thing is that she was actually on job, fully ACA qualified. Mm. When she spoke, she made sense. And I, and, I, and I got quite a high barometer when I, when I actually rate people in terms of intelligence. She was actually intelligent. And I have quite high standards. Mm. So <laughs> it was, she, she wasn't a jazzy, do you see what I'm saying? Mm. So you, you, see, you see often, I've got friends who are like the most, like teddy bears, to the point where it even annoys me how soft they are. Mm. And when they, if somebody says they did something wrong, when they know they didn't, they're like, oh, they did it wrong. People start calling them sassy, aggressive. Mm, sass, oh my God, sassy. So I think like the implications of that are quite bad because if people are throwing microaggressions at you, left, right and centre, and you're not an extremely mentally strong person, that could potentially derail your career. Yep. That might make you less likely to pursue uh, promotions. You, would, you won't be as involved as a team because you feel disconnect, which will also... Right harm me negatively negatively when it's come to time to promote people so i think i do think that's a kind of a a problem that isn't really spoken enough about Mm. and i've seen so many threads about it on like social media Mm. from loads of like young women who have just got their graduate jobs and they're just seeing this bollocks in front of their eyes like and and i just feel like aggression as i spoke about in my last podcast is something that is contextual like Mm. If you're Nigerian, how you express emotion is going to be very different if, from if you're a German. Right. Like, I've been to Nigeria, yeah. <laughs> Every emotion is, like, expressed ten times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. everything. <laughs> and that's just, Joy, like, happiness. nothing. Yeah, so, me, me showing anger is going to be a lot different to the average European showing anger. And because we're a bit more expressive in our emotions we're kind of deemed and, and deemed negatively, negatively for it and penalised. So I think that is also a big problem that... We, I don't even know how you even address that. Yeah, that but that's, of, that's... That's cultural. Not, not the, the... We celebrate everything differently. So look at carnival, look at the way we party, look at the way we do whatever. So don't now say that the aggression is the bad part. It's how we express in general. We're more yeah. expressive, we're more... I don't want to say boisterous or loud, but, you know, we, we're just more expressive. So don't now acts like we've been quiet the whole time but when we want to get angry we're crazy angry it's just how we are as a whole and like I say it's not even the workplace remember I was telling you about this lady on the train like I don't know if other girls go through it but I face a lot of microaggressions from white women Mm. all the time like when my hair was shaved just imagine I did have cancer I would have been a heartbreaking person but heartbroken person but for two years I had it shaved because I loved it but women would get in the lift with me and start throwing their hair around like my hair wasn't down my back before I cut it and I'd be looking at them like yeah toss that gut toss that 
hair girl because mm. I'm not sad. But they would be looking at me, fluffing their hair up in the mirror. What, do you want me to fight you? I don't understand what, what, what is going on. And like I told you that time in Aquam, when this, this kind of petite white girl kept walking through me and my friends, which was fine. But then she stepped on my shoe and I was like, can you just be careful, please? And then she went to a group of black boys and started reporting me to them. What did she think? What? They, yes, what did she think they were going to do? Come to beat me up? <laughs> what? She was pointing at me and she was like looking. At, I was just, no, this is just. It, you're, you're, you're good because it, somebody mm, walked for me once at workplace or not. My sister, I'm like, I'm always time. sad that it's not her because she really just holds their arm and says, okay, no, no, around you go. But I guess that's just people's different reactions. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But it's just aggression everywhere. Like, all these Caucasian ladies at my job will walk out to lunch together, about 15 of them, and that's fine. No one cares. But me and my two other black friends, we walk out together. My manager also called us in the room, like, oh, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you don't want to mingle. Bitch, you just walked out of here with like 20 of you guys and no one cared. They're like, oh, you can't sit with us. But when we don't want to, then there's a problem. You want to be oppressed so bad. Like it, nothing is enough. You're, you're too nice. You're probably being fake and, you know, you're quite aggressive underneath. You show aggression because you've had enough. See, see, that's what I always thought. That's what I always meant. Like, ugh, ugh. Yeah, what I've noticed even from the, from the guy's side is that when we're in the workplace and our performance is up to standard, if not above, they will still find a way to kind of right. try to keep us in check or stuff. Right. So they will start examining behaviourally. So, for example, everywhere I go in my work, some point. So, but what they do is like, oh, we've noticed they go to the toilet a lot. You, we've you're noticed. You're off your desk a lot. I'm like, yeah. I was like, wait, so see me, yeah? I, I have a low tolerance for jazz. So <laughs> I like to go through a whole, a whole thought process. So I'm like, okay. So I told I someone else, I said, okay. So if I've left my desk, bearing in mind we're on the underground floor, and you know for a fact, I do not know anyone else in the building. There is no receptions in the hallways or toilets, so you can't sell Dawson on my phone. Where do you think I'm likely to go if I've left my desk? Where could I possibly room? be? The toilet. Oh, but you go quite often. Yeah, I go toilet maybe more often than the average person. That's not, that's not you know, unimaginable. Business. Some people go toilet zero times a day. Some people go toilet five times a day. So you've called me into a meeting and you've told me my work is excellent, you're really happy with it, just to talk about some behavioural stuff. And you, can't, and you can't say, oh, maybe my time away from the desk is harming the company. You say my work is excellent. Right. So I'm doing more than required in a lot of time. So it's just some of the ball crap. And how many know. times do people go out for cigarette breaks and no one says anything to exactly. them? Exactly. That's at least 10 minutes each time that they go. At one workplace I went out, mother's life, I went like two, three times an hour. I was wow. like, you, look, you people really trying to catch cancer by fire, by force. <laughs> That's their problem. Let them catch it. But <laughs> then, don't, then, don't them say that, oh, you know, it's not a problem for them, but if I go to the loo a hundred times a day, it's a problem. Nonsense. Don't make me bring your doctor's note. <laughs> like, it's none of your fucking business anyway. Just, ugh. So what do you, so what do you think we should um, suggest how people should, like, tackle that type of um, racism in the workplace. Even sexism for... Because, like, I've had some... Maybe, not, maybe sexism's not the correct term, but, like... I don't know what it might be. Is, but, like, kind of, like, um, bit of cheeky, bit of sexual... Har- I don't like you saying cheeky. Cheeky <laughs> bit of sexual harassment. Because I've had... Like, one of my friends was telling me that she was in a meeting with a director and he was literally looking at her breast, like, talking into her breast. Wow. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. Wow. But he was literally talking into her breast. I was laughing because her reaction was funny. Wow. But literally talking to her breast for 20, 15 minutes... Like, how should people deal with... I've, I've got... I've told... Uh, I've got advice for people, but from your point of perspective as a woman, how do you counteract, like, these microaggressions that you can face at a workplace? Well, 
speaking for myself, you know, I'm blessed with good vocabulary and my clapbacks are elite. So I know how to play the game and mm. you can't come across with any... I don't, I don't swear. I do swear a lot, but I won't swear. I just know how to ask for receipts. And every single time I'm called into a room now, I don't go without a pen and a pad, which already throws them off guard because what you won't do mm. is talk me out of my name and think that nothing is going to happen. It happens once, I know what you're about, and any time you call me in, even for 30 seconds, I have a pen and a pad, just so you know, you just need to talk in a good way, because before it's like aggressive, aggressive, now those words don't come to me in this company anymore, because I'm like, exactly what do you mean? Mm. You don't have to get angry, but if you just ask people what they mean, you find that they don't actually have anything to back it up. Or for me, if a lot of what I get is that people are saying, and I'm like, well can I sit in a room with these people? Because what you'll find is that once you do sit around with people, they have nothing to say. But when there's an environment that encourages people to get together to bitch and no one has any consequences, which is quite bullying, actually. So for me, I yes. just request a meeting with whoever it is. And it's always been a no because they even say it's confrontational and I'm being confrontational, which is like, mm. you have accused me of something that I have not done. And I just want to be able to defend myself. So I would just say, just throw it back to them because that's what's been working for me. What do you mean aggressive? Oh, 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 I don't know. You know, you know, they say to me, oh, maybe if you hear somebody approaching, look up and smile. Am I actually a dickhead in life? <laughs> no, because when they talk to me, I smile anyway. But just for me to hear footsteps coming behind me, I need to look up and smile. When I'll walk to somebody's desk, are you? Mm. And until I'm there standing over them, they don't look up. And then they turn around real slow like they want to kill me. Yeah, so it, it's just like you just have to throw it back at them and just say, look, I think with these accusations, if I can't defend myself, this office is promoting a bullying culture. So when you start to speak about the culture and the values of a company, and they are very, very interested in upholding those. So if they're not, you're allowed to call them out on it. So you're allowed to say, I feel that I'm the one people are being aggressive towards. And since I'm hearing this every day with no evidence and with no scope for actually backing myself up or proving why what they're saying is wrong, you know, the company's values are, you're not living your values and you can actually whistleblow and complain. You might not want to but just say it to them let them know they're not talking to idiots just always have receipts as well so just go with a pen and a pad even if you don't want to write anything down just the fact that you have one and you flip it open as she starts talking you just have to force respect basically it's a shame that we can't just be given it you know from the get-go but you can force it and that's you know that's what I do what about you um yeah because at work I'm quite anti-social they're not nice I'm, <laughs> I'm over like you because I'm really just there to pick up a check and bounce. <laughs> so, no, no, not lie. So, usually at workplaces, if I'm allowed, I'll have headphones in. I just want to come in. If I start at 9, I'll be there at 8.59. And by 5.28, <laughs> I'm logging off, putting my trainers on. 5.28, 5.20, babe. Yeah, like, I ain't, I ain't trying to stay for a single second if I'm not getting reimbursed for it. But, um, so because of that, I've had people who literally think that I'm stupid. So, I'll tell you one story. You know the one I talk, always come about. Like, <laughs> Every week, you've got one. <laughs> yeah, but not that fat woman. So, she, so, basically, I had, like, two managers... Two manager, two line of managers, senior management accountants. Like one um, was a guy who uh, used to live in Kenya, and now he lives here. Really cool guy, mm-hmm. obviously. And then we have another woman. She's like forty six, no, um, no kids, mm-hmm. no husband, no friends. This mm-hmm. matters because it shows why she's this behaviour. Yeah. So she will work to like ten, be there mad early, but really she's doing nothing because she has no ho- nobody to go home right. to, nothing to do. So and obviously she's been at the company for six years and slowly progressed. So she feels like a kind of way to see like young people doing stuff. So like when I got there, bare people told me about her. Like she's been reported to five times by HR. Wow. I literally saw her send one, this this young, not young, like this like really timid Asian guy out 
we got in some nice Filipino lady, so rude to her. And then she'll be rude to me at times, but I'll give her one look and then she kind of like <laughs> calm down. But like she didn't notice that I could hear, like, because I had my headphones in, sometimes I had my headphones in just so people don't talk to me. But I could hear her little snide remarks. Like she'll ask me to do something Monday, 9 a.m. And I'll say, when he needs it done, but she goes Friday. She'll ask me Monday, 9 45 if it's done. I say She's no. She'll snatch it from my desk and stop and walk off, start bitching. Anyway. So what she was doing is that obviously the, 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 my other manager, he was looking out for me. He said, oh, he clocked I'm smart. My FD clocked I'm smart. So giving me quite senior stuff to do because mm. I had a bra- the brain capacity, thankfully, to Amen. do it. Well, in their opinion anyway. But um, so she'll come in and like, hmm, I don't think you should be doing that. I, I, wanted to say something. I was like, okay, let me let this one slide. Then she'll be like, oh, so-and-so to the other manager. Why can't I do that? He just aired her. So what she started doing, and the only reason I knew is because the FD will ask my other manager, the guy, She'll start telling her that I'm not doing my work, da 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 da. But really and truly, she I didn't I didn't really know until I started having meetings that she palmed off all her work to me. I will bang it and my work and be done by five thirty. Calm. Wow. So, so when I clocked that she was out here trying to try to snake man, I was like, alright, cool. This is what you're doing. Okay, cool. See me, I'm not a dickhead. Every every transgression, I make a mental note of it. Personally, I think you should you should write it down. Yeah. If it's an emails, keep the emails. Right. Make a note. What time, what date? Because when you speak in chronological order, the audience knows that you're not... Receipts. Yeah, the, yeah, the sad receipts podcast. The audience know, <laughs> audience know you're not jazzing. So yeah. I called a meeting with them two in because my FD, he was in, so we didn't need to meet in. So I said, boom, this meeting is being recorded. She, she came in all wow. smiling, thinking, oh, look at these guys trying to ambush me. They're so dumb. Wow. As soon as I said that, her face dropped. So I sat like in front of them. So I sat on my FD's um, chair. So I got my outside. This is how this meeting was going to go. What you think my roles are responsible? What my roles are responsible? What you think my roles responsibilities are? Right. How you think my conduct is, and then I'm going to tell you what my roles and responsibilities are from my point of view, with backing up of my job description, Amen. and I had it in front of me, and I'm going to get, and we're going to evaluate from then. From then, she was like, "Hold on." So she, she obviously she thought I was a simpleton. So I asked her. They told me. <laughs> they told me my workload. Obviously, my uh, my manager. We really in on it together. He shout 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 out my nigga. Like, <laughs> so he was like, "Yeah, work's on point. Your your conduct's good. You're polite. Everything." She's like, "Yeah." Obviously, she said that because it's the truth. She's like, "Yeah, everything you do, the Switzerland Kenyan office is on point. Blah blah blah. You're polite. You're always on. You're um you're friendly. I have nothing to do with your conduct." I was like, "Raw, swear down the car." <laughs> Word, the, the streets are telling me <laughs> you've been saying that I don't do work. She's like, no, I didn't. It's like, are you sure? Because I've been hearing you've been telling our FD that I ain't doing work. But wow. right now you just told me that I'm doing work. Secondly, just because I have my headphones in, don't think I don't hear you when you're being rude and you're running your mouth. Like, I, And I was just dropping times at the things she said. And I was like, yeah, remember when you gave me something at 9 o'clock, then by 9.45... You took it back from me, complaining, you went to Nigel. Wow. Even though you told me I had five days to do it. Does that make sense? My job description says in clear, managing my own workload. Mm. So um, you don't even know if my FD is giving me something to be done or Jonathan is giving me something mm. to be done. If you don't know my workload, you don't even ask, you just start bitching about it. She started tweaking her manner. She's like, oh my God, no. I don't know. I said, so if I'm lying... If I if you're not lying, that means I'm lying. Right. Oh, I'm not calling you a liar. So that means you're lying then. Oh no, no, I'm not. So, so which <laughs> one is it? She was confused. Rattle. She was confused. So it's very important to just make mental notes. Yeah. If you can do mental notes or write it down, keep emails, start quoting off examples, yeah. and show these people that you're not you're not a prick. Literally. And, and also make sure that you let them know that you ain't scared to go to HR because 
ain't nobody trying to get sacked. It's your rights. Yeah. If, even if even if HR are not on your side in companies, well, that I've been in and they're not, you go over their heads. HR have management. Mm. Don't think it stops there just because HR is not moving. They have whistleblowing. I know that just sounds like you're taking it too far, but sometimes when you're living the same bullshit every day, it, you have to go over people's heads and you have to show them that you're willing to. So with what Io is saying, receipts, receipts, receipts. Like I literally have a folder in my email called feedback mm. and you know I don't keep the good feedback it's it's full of rubbish feedback so when I print it off and go into a meeting with a paper and pad they just know they have to come correct because just turn around everything they're saying it tends to be nothing so I'm actually shocked with this story because I hadn't heard it are you so you going in there and telling her you said this and she was completely yeah she, was, she had nothing to say that's she, wild no no Mr. Crab me she was rattled wild. And I think we had like a work like a team, a team like Christmas dinner, or something. Right. Not, not, or some sort of dinner. The reason I went because it was Bodines and I had Bodines. <laughs> it's free Bodines. Otherwise, you know me, I have excuses on deck. Anytime it's time for drinks. Ah, oh, ain't no excuse, babe. Oh, my brother's at home. Nah, or nah. My football. You're doing too much. These times I'm, I'm going, going home. home. <laughs> going, going home to watch That's YouTube. all they need to hear. Yeah, but like she was like, oh, I hope you don't feel offended. I was like, no, that's cool, G. That's cool. Like, do you know what I'm saying? I was like, just, just don't think that I'm that dickhead. Nah, no, it's not the one. So yeah, just always try to protect yourself. Let anyway, moving on once. to the final topic. Let's go. are dating, so. Me and my mate, we always argue about we'll argue, Every agree, day. or disagree. So, like, so we we're in agreement that society has two different valuation metrics for men and women. So, women tend to be kind of more valued on their aesthetics, how good they look, mm-hmm. um, etc., sex, all that type of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Men are more valued on their resourcefulness, so their finances, their wallets. How good? How can they provide a home? Is their jobs? Is a job a good job? Are they generous? Are they generous? <laughs> they buy you. Can have all the good. money in the world, but sometimes you want to take girls to watch you shop. Wow. Yeah, that's calm, man. <laughs> 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 they're going to buy me Gucci, they're going to buy me LV, Doshi, all those things there. Chanel, are they going to treat diamonds. me? Yeah, so we always talk about, like, is that a fair trade-off? I always say, to me, I, I always say that's not a fair trade-off as a guy. Like, like I always say, guys, you guys are stupid. Like, it's hard to, it's hard to make money. You could just grow up and be good-looking. Or... You could take three bags and take it to Dominican Republic and buy and build yourself a body. Absolutely. But um, do you feel like this trade-off is start starting to change with society now? It definitely has, um, both ways, but more in terms of men wanting women to have more, um, mm. because you know, well, for me, yes, we agree that the trade-off is that you know, a guy that's earning good money should get a pretty girl that you know it's very very crude and a gross generalization but you know we're judged on our looks you're judged on what you earn and how you can provide so it goes to say that yeah the more you earn the prettier the girl should be but I think now men are also wanting women to not do stuff and I want to try and sound as articulate as possible but (laughs) before we kind of didn't have to work because you provided everything, like, mm. back in the day. Mm. But now, you know, I think, and it's our mum's faults because they worked and then they were, like, wives at home as well. Mm. What we have to kind of provide seems to be more. And if you have money, that's still it because it's just still money. Mm. So I know that you say the trade-off isn't fair, but for me, no shade. And only because I've dated guys who have money and nice, nice things, they said they only thought that way until they got rich. 
Do you think that, you know, that's something you could do? Probably not you, are you? Because you're so logical, you don't think that you should give anyone something just because they're cute or just because of whatever. But the guys that I literally spoke to that I dated that had a lot of money said that they felt the same until they were rich, until they could provide anything that a girl wanted. Mm. So I think it is fair. Obviously, if a girl's this wild that she wants to drain a guy that doesn't have a lot of money, she's crazy. But I do think that if, if you have and you're happy with the way she looks and she's for you in terms of body, face or whatever and personality, then I think that yeah you shouldn't be <laughs> against I, dropping the pee yeah no but I, um, my thing is that I like I don't feel like that's an efficient trade off because why because relationships are just more than okay you got this and I got this is about like you two intertwine in terms of your characteristics. Well, absolutely, because women leave rich guys and cheat on rich guys as well. So, of course, that's not everything. It's just the crude, like, the basic trade-off. There has to be more to sustain the relationship, but, you know. So that's why I think it's... If that's the driving force of how people... Like, people's... um, recruitment process you're always that's why maybe that's why there's so many foreign relationships because I thought people's recruitment processes are driven by what society tells them and what society tells you might not be efficient for you but I think there's going to be a change because obviously now more more, more and more women are becoming more and more career focused absolutely and obviously society has changed in, their, in, in women's favour and it's about time for example like there's better fertility science mm-hmm. so women can um, start having kids at later ages than mm. prior. There's better um, accommodation for women who have children at the workplace or want to have children. There's better mm. maternity packages. Mm. There's flexible hours. And also the fact that it's actually more expensive, the cost of living is higher than it's ever been. Real wages in places like the UK are slowing down. It's a lot harder to have a certain lifestyle based off one income. Mm. And also, with what you're just saying, just before you moved on to this part, women are becoming more entrepreneurial as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. basically, you know, quite apart from maternity, I don't, I once my, I'm a best selling author and I will be in Jesus' name. Um, thank you. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to be worried about what a job has for me in terms of maternity mm. or in terms of my pension. Obviously, now, yes, it's going toward it and that's all very well and good, but we're not just thinking in terms of what men and state can provide. We're actually thinking of business, you know, ourselves. So, yes, the dynamics are, you know, shifting, but still men do like that because it means more substance isn't it it means someone mm. who has drive and has vision and has focus and sometimes a man a man who can provide all all bills you know who can afford the cost of living who can afford to live quite well still want women that like that because it's just mm. it's just more substantial isn't it yeah um, I, I think um obviously um this is Obviously, you're just talking on assumptions. We're all talking on assumptions. Obviously, on, if you look right. at the, in, on an individual basis before people come and chat shit, different people, like, some people will be completely cool with having somebody to fund their whole lifestyle and, and that person who's funding it will be so happy with that and they can live happier after. And some people aren't. <laughs> Where is he at? Hey there. <laughs> Holler at your girl. <laughs> yeah, but um, in terms of, like, in terms of what we're seeing today, like, and I see it in, at my workplace or speaking to my friends, is that more finances are playing more and more of a role in dating. Right. Um, even from the younger age, but from younger ages, it's a bit more materialistic. So, mm. like, the younger generation, obviously, now they've got social media, and on social media, everybody will always try to look their best. You ain't going to put a picture of yourself in a singlet with Stu on it, <laughs> or yourself... Uh, Take flip, me as I am. Or flipping, um, what's it called? What's a um, dust in your eye and your headscarf on. You're not going to put that on social media. You're, only gonna put, you're always going to put your best foot forward. Mm. So now we see the younger generation, like... You see them in Blitz, Yagas, Giuseppe's, girls in Louvre, yeah, proper nice dresses, 18th birthdays at SDK and all mate. sorts. Yeah. So, like, even from there, like, how much you're able to earn matters. 
mm. in terms of dating from a young age. True. Even people at issues of dating has become, from what I see, it's come a bit more, a bit more bougie. People want to go to a nice restaurant. Man out here getting finessed out of socks. But <laughs> story for another day. But, but then they go with a pretty girl, see? The economy is still yeah. balanced. That, that could be the first meal that girl ate that week, you know. Yeah, and she beat her face. She didn't buy food because she bought makeup and stuff. Trade off. You know, I'm only playing devil's advocate here, of course. uh, Um, But, you know, I I don't think there's anything wrong. I'd never go out without money to pay for the whole date, not half, because he could have just lost something. I have to have fuck you money. So if he's irritating me, I'm not going to go out and not be able to get home or provide my own way. So it's quite dangerous when people... You know, when guys take the piss like girls are sleeping on mattresses on the floor. I mean, just save up that week and just make sure you have fuck you money because, guys, you're getting a bit more renegade, I can't lie. Well, you are, in terms of dating. And I don't know if you're testing females, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. Just, just, it's cold out here. Protect yourselves. Yeah, um, yeah so I think, yeah, I think, like, the, the, back to the point about how the role finances play in marriage. Like, I was even looking, no, in relationships, I was even looking at some figures, like... Mm-hmm. Before in the early nineties, the eight um, ages of first marriage, um, like four no no like six percent of men will get married after uh, at age forty, which six is six or sixty. No, six percent of men okay. will, their first marriage will be at age forty. Okay. Now in twenty seventeen, that's now twelve percent, so it's doubled. Wow. Women riz, women risen from like four percent. No, mm-hmm. from two percent, sorry, to eight percent. So people are getting married later mm. because they need to. House prices are get uh, more uh, are rising in the right. There's even rent in rising in the married one. Right. So it actually makes financial sense to have a partner to kind of split the cost of living with. Mm. So like, and another like crazy point is the fact that if you look at the top twenty five percentile of looking at figures in terms of um, income. If you look at the top 25% so that's the top 25% of earners via income, salary, 84% of them are married. And if you look at the bottom 25% of them, 40% of them are married. So you can see that like, there's a bit of a trend in terms of um, money and dating. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something to, I think that's something that's going to change over the years that we're going to start to see a bit more... Like If you look at why people get together, obviously love plays a part. Um, slash the emotional bond you have aesthetics how good you look family culture religion race and obviously money but I think the percentage of that decision that money take that money um, that money takes is gonna all it's only gonna rise in my opinion because of the way costs are set up and how more and more people are getting clued up clued up I think you money's gonna play an important part however I'm not sure how much of an impact it's gonna do on the emotional side. Are people going to make worse off decisions and willing to take less because of financials? Or are people still going to be smart? Like, I just see a lot of people getting into financial partnerships rather than marriages and just being unhappy. I, You have the receipts and you're the one who definitely looks at the percentages and the statistics around it. So you, you, you're talking facts, I guess. But for me, I don't know that that's the case because not just women, but everybody in general are more entrepreneurial. We're doing nine to fives, but it's not where we're stopping. And we're looking, all of us, at several sources of income. You have Dittinomics, it's going to blow, it's going to make you a lot of money in Jesus' name. And, you know, remember me, love. Mm. Actually, I'll remember you when I'm a millionaire. But anyway, um, so basically, I think everyone's becoming more entrepreneurial. 
So I don't know that money is going to be too much of a deciding factor because everyone's stepping their game up. I don't know when that's going to come into fruition in terms of yeah, but, money but, not yeah, paying. Yeah, but if everybody step up their game, right? especially the ladies... Then you can marry for love more because we both have money. That's what I mean. Yeah, but I'm saying... Not I'm, just, when I say it's why it's not matter because let's say, for example, you stepped up your money game, are you going to... Are you going to accept the same type of person you accepted before you stepped up your money game? Like, if they well, didn't have money. Well, I don't money. accept them now. Yeah, but I'm saying, <laughs> but, I'm saying in general. Yes, of course I'm going to be looking for someone who, mostly, for me now, it's about, you know, yes, money would be good because I don't want to look after anyone and I don't want anyone, I don't want to be reliant on anyone either. But just for vision, just mm. to know that something's going somewhere, I, that means so much because I've been with people who have money and they don't have vision. They're quite happy doing that. And for me now, who is looking for bigger things? And it's not just the writing, it's everything. Like, how can I make money? How can I be a good parent to my child? How can I be an inspiration to them as well? I'm thinking so far ahead that I don't want someone who's not like that, whether he has money or not. So, yeah, but yeah, but I'm saying, but that's just, that's just you. No, I'm I saying, know, but I think... I don't know if it's... Exactly, you deal with facts, I know, but I'm just kind of going As a on. human being, like, if you've... Let's say, for example, in your dating habits... Like, I'm going to take it from the guy's point of view because I've seen a change in my own friends and myself, mm. like, in just literally, like, maybe three or four years. Mm. Like, before, like, what your deciding points in, in dating is culture, mm. um, obviously aesthetics, yeah. how they look, mm-hmm. uh, domestics, like, do you reckon they could be somebody who could be, like the woman of the house, blah, blah, mm. all that type of stuff, yeah. And then maybe once you start doing a bit better for yourself, like mm. you're four or five years deep into your career, you're starting to think, raw. Oh, hold on. You're starting to do numbers. Okay, it's going to cost this much to have a mortgage. If I want to send my kids to private school, it's going to cost this much. If I want to go on three holidays a year, a good quality, it's going to cost this much. And if I want to live comfortably, not having to live paycheck to paycheck, it's going to cost this much. Mm. Then you start thinking, raw. if you're not, able to provide an X amount mm. you're now that's now a disqualifying factor and I've seen that from guys so I'm thinking it's gonna, I think it's going to definitely change how we view things because at, at the top of this discussion we're talking about but clearly how, you're talking from the point of view of someone where you are do you know what I mean yeah. and yes you're going to make a whole lot more money yeah, but like, but, from but, several but, different but ventures every, everybody goes through that process though how much money you're making at 21 is not going to be saying how much money of course but I'm just saying like it, you're thinking from where you are yeah. there's only so much statistic you can get you're mainly going to be focused on your demographic and yeah. your friends are similar to you but what I am saying is that you know people that I have dated and I, I can't speak for representative I, there hasn't even been that much especially with that amount of money they don't think like that all like the last guy I dated last year who was completely rich for like a 28 year old had this huge house six bedroom house had a fleet of cars you know he was doing so well for himself and he was not looking for that at all all he wanted was someone a wife who did something she didn't have to bring a single penny in and even if I said this sorry I'm gonna have to sort of put you on blast here for whoever's gonna end up with you he said that the case that's the case as well but as far as they're doing something because a woman who is just sitting around the house is going to be more pressure. She's going to be waiting for you to get home. She's going to be pushed. She's going to be like, you know, bothering your life. She's going to be asking you for money. She's, that's a nag in more than financial ways. Do you know what I mean? They just want someone who has vision. And if I'm writing my book and not earning a lot of money, but I have passion, then the guy I was dating was like, yeah, that's good for me because you, something gets you out of the house every day. You're up and about. I don't actually need you to earn money. So when I'm speaking to those kind of guys that I was dating, that's what they were saying. Yeah, but, but that's... But that's, but that's I guess that's a small minority of people yeah, no, who, no, have, who were there. That's yeah, why I'm saying yeah. you're talking about where you are. Like, you know I'm talking about I mean? like, if you're looking at the middle level of people who earn above average income, but they're not like balling out of control... 
that's not paying. But you're sugar. saying that you because you are going to ball out of control. I'm speaking yeah, it into your life. Oh, Swami. Yeah, yeah, just but say yeah, it. But even if I am, no, 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 Let's say I'm 40, I'm doing really well. Something about, I'm, let's say I'm, I'm bringing home net six figures a year, our investments are set up wise, everything's cool. Something bad happens to me, God forbid I die. Life insurance, babe. Yeah, there's life insurance, but how you are with money, how you deal with money, how you think... Of course that, that, those are deciding factors. Yeah, exactly, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I can But have, it's not the earning of the paying of bills that's going to have you whatever. You just don't want someone irresponsible that's going to be blowing the millions as you spend them. I get that. But no, I don't see you, are you, worrying no, no, about no, someone that can pay the bills. That's if you can pay the bills, you're just saying it. Why no. do you just want to be that man no, no. who is so logical and everyone no, else because, is not logical? No, no, because, like, Set yourself free. No, no, no. Set yourself so, free. So, so, so free for what? <laughs> I don't Fucking know. Fucking trapped by one Louis V, babe. Fuck off. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, nah. I don't think you're no, like no, that. I'm sorry. I'm really drawn to people who, who, are, who are achievers. So when I say, yeah, I would... Yeah, how about she might start an amazing charitable foundation? Yeah, that's good. And be, like, amazing in her church and things like that. See, that's not paying the bills. Don't try it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be watching how no, she can you, pay you, the bills you, if no, she's doing these, that. These charity man eat peas, you know. Don't, Look at you. Don't, don't, don't advocate for days. That's fine. No, I love you for bits, but you're just yeah, being you, silly. Yeah, so, yeah. So, guys, say no to these bum girls, bro. <laughs> if I've she been, earns under 100K, don't have her. Yeah. I've been, I've, been telling, I've been telling boys for years, stop going on dates. It's a waste of your money, young kings. No, it's not a waste of money. Focus Just focus. go on dates that you can afford that one, that, at least. That. And if you're a girl and you know that a guy can only afford something and something and you're finessing him for more than well, uh, yeah, well, you know. Yeah, but the game's a game. Yeah, I, it's the game is the game. But at the end of, <laughs> no, I do. I could never. If I was a girl, I would. Would you? Yeah. Niggas be dumb, be. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I want the steak. You know, I could be a vegan. I'd be ordering steak, lobster. No, I wouldn't. That, I wouldn't yeah. encourage anyone to do that. No, My brother, that, yeah. he was like not working at one time, and then he um, asked borrowed me, asked me to borrow him like a hundred pounds to take a girl on a date. I was He's like, bluffing. you will take her vapianas and she will be happy. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. like you're, you're not Hold even working. Do you know Hold what that. I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, nah, yeah. this it's you just got to live within your means. Like for me, if he is earning a certain amount, and you know we went to McDonald's, I might just be like, oh, maybe he was tired that day, but that can't well, run. Maybe all he's the time. Like, no. <laughs> she needs to earn. Well, I'm earning, and you would know I was earning. Yeah, no, and you'd know I'm no. earning from my book as well. And I'm yeah. going to have businesses, and I'm going to be no, much, yes, much better off. So I am allowed to raise the no, bar a bit. No, she has to earn that show. You're crazy. Anyway, that's enough trouble. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. So where, so where can people find you socially? What's I Twitter, am uh, on Twitter and the at is k.daniel, D-A-N-I-E-L books because, you know, I am an author. And by phases, guys. Honestly, it's amazing. Don't How you? much is it? Have you read it? I read some of it. I haven't finished it. Wow. Because I'm everybody that starts that book says they're drawn in. So I'm yeah, very I'm, shocked when someone can say they put yeah, it I'm down. Yeah, because I'm, I'm a reader. doesn't matter. There's, and a lot of men have read the book who don't even read. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not a reader. I've got bare books in my house. Ask me how much. That's I'm your problem. You're my homie. Like you should be able to talk to these people about what the book is saying. But yes, it's about a breakup, and she goes around and you know, obviously, you know, stumbles in the aftermath, trying to get her shit together because you know, it's looking at the themes of how the past affects you, and you know, what baggage we carry into relationships that we have now, and if you have like a quote unquote perfect boyfriend, we're quite suspicious, and we tend to chase down. <laughs> we don't tend to be trusting, you know. So yeah, it's. 
it's such an amazing read, even though I say so myself. But honestly, the feedback has been amazing for men and women alike, and I'm so grateful. So okay, yeah. it's six ninety nine for the hard copy and two ninety nine for the ebook copy. But I shall be appearing on a podcast soon, another one, and I'll be doing a giveaway of the ebook around that time. So I'll announce it. I have Instagram as well, and it's x o m m m i m z x o mims. Okay, thank you. And that's what I have. Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure. Well, so thank you guys for saying thank you for me to let you be on. Okay, well, thank you very much, Ahia. It's That's been okay. a pleasure as well. Okay. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Signing out of Dysunomics. We'll see no. you in episode 21. No. No. Thank you so much, oh. you guys. Thank you. Well for, done. Shut up. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for listening. Please um, like on SoundCloud, repress on SoundCloud, click follow so you can see easily. Burning bridges, niggas, I know. She on my body like I'm tied up. I ain't seen nobody bad as her. I ain't seen nobody bad as her. I'm still 92. Tighten up, flip this money, then we stack it up. Burning bridges, niggas, I know. She on my body like I'm tied up. Sports Social Podcast Network.